Hey, and welcome to the UK Flying Podcast. You'll have to excuse the slightly croaky voice. I'm just getting over a little stint of COVID. And yes, it's not 2020. Um, it is still a real thing. Mrs. C is still um, nursing it, but the podcast must go on. So on this week's show, you have just got me. No guests, no adverts, nothing. Last week, we went away to the Brecon Beacons, Wales, and took some time, took some space out of the businesses to reflect and to have a break and chill out and and nurse a horrible virus, but we still did some activities. But we did have some time to chill out and plan and plot how things are going to look in the future. So I thought this would be a good time to share some of those thoughts on the podcast. Yes, it's a flying podcast. Yes, we want to hear from wood, LVT, carpet, and things like that. But we're all either working within a business or running a business. And in my honest but humble opinion, um, the two biggest killers of businesses is a individual not being able to control their emotional and emotional, let's say, well-being and their state, their emotional state. And if you don't know what that is, I'm going to do my best to explain it. And then the second thing is mismanagement of money. And again, that can be if you are an employee or, uh, you know, more predominantly if you're a business owner, it can be mismanagement of the money that you take from your clientele that you've got access to. Yeah, so let's kick this off. So what I'm not going to do is chat and rant and rave about financials because it's not my strong point that's mrs c's department so reading sets of accounts and planning profit margins and financial planning um and financial structure really isn't my strong point i understand it i know how it works and know what needs to be done but it's not my level of expertise um but what i have spent a long time doing now possibly in excess i would say eight to ten years now is studying and working on body physiologic I can't even say the word physiological um performance uh, mindset and how that reacts in a business environment because as I said I think it's one of the biggest at the top two that can be the make or the break of a person a business um success however you paint the picture of that and what it actually comes down to it's super simple where a lot of people don't actually understand it but and I certainly didn't for many many years and it's down to fear and putting egos to one side we're all scared of something so is that running out of money is that not being able to provide for our family is that running out of customers? You know, what's the fear? And if you can start lifting those barriers away from what you are scared of, and we don't like talking about these things. It sounds like, oh, I'm scared of this. You know, it's like Halloween, we're scared of ghosts. It's not it's not that type of thing. It's it's actually how we feel and how we understand fear. And you know, everybody, it's completely normal to have some sort of fear. And that's what it comes down to. But what I feel is the best way to do this is is tackle it head on. Like most things, like going to the gym, like learning to fit a floor or whatever it is, you, you need to condition your brain and your performance and work on it like, like a muscle, like you would with when you would either start out in business, you've got to start and learn from the ground up, um, which can be uh, the, the left... The university of life or, or a real real university and the same as if you know you're an installer or were an installer you know you were shit once so it is absolutely no difference to the human performance and it doesn't matter if you are running a small installation business supply business in, in the flooring industry or you're running a seven eight figure um you know powerhouse it does not matter your physiological uh, performance will control the performance and the success of your business 
full stop. So what I'm going to do is just go over a few points very briefly of how I've done that. And I've actually written down 40, let's say, life lessons. And I want to explain them one by one. First, we'll slightly deep dive more into the, I don't know, science behind it or what I understand as a science because I do find it difficult to describe it to people but I'm going to try and battle through this podcast and give you as much value as I can um, from my perspective. I'm certainly absolutely no expert in this. Um, I don't coach people in this. I don't particularly um, do any education. It's all been self-learning for my own gain Um, but I thought now I got, you know, I was going to say I've got, but yeah, I've reached the age of 40. It's took a bit of time to reflect on things we've achieved, things that have gone right, things that have gone wrong. And if that can impact one person on this podcast, I feel I've done my job. If I'm boring you to tears, just move on and listen to the next one about some LVT or some wood. But this is a bit of a different podcast. And if I can impact someone to up their game and deliver more, for themselves, their family and you know, their employees and anyone around them, um, I feel I've had a great success with this podcast. So here goes. The obvious answer with these things is if we, if we do what we've always done, we will always get what we've always got. So you're going to have to try some new things. And if they're uncomfortable, so be it. But by doing the same shit that you did yesterday and getting the same results, it doesn't take a rocket scientist that's that's the way it's going to work. So this is going to involve doing some new things, trying some things, and being uncomfortable, and well, and being comfortable with being uncomfortable, because that's where the growth does happen. So I'm going to give you an example of this. So if you start your day, however it is, from a point of stressed and anxious and um, a certain state that like dominates the way that you're acting from the minute you get up that's just not a great place to to do anything from you know so we've all been there had cash flow issues someone's really pissed us off and you know your your palms go sweaty your feet your chest um goes tight and that sometimes is the normality for people and it's just a state of fear, really, that you don't want to be in this. You want to get out of this feeling. great way to describe this is think back to when the last time you were super proud of something. And now I don't mean the sort of egotistical, oh, you know, I've bought this, I've done that. But, what you know, look back over the last few years and what are you really proud of? Can you think of that thing that, you know, you're... You're super proud that you achieved it. You did what you said you were going to do. Um, you know, it's that even you, yeah, maybe a sense of courageousness, warmth inside. Is that coming across? You know, can you feel that? Even think back to when you were a child. When you did something you were proud of, what did you do? Well, you smiled. You know, you smiled and think back to those things so you can now feel by listening to this podcast that sort of slight state change and it's the state that you enter every day is a massive correlation to the results that you get yes you've got to have talent yes you've got to do the work but by starting with your state it 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 can open up all worlds of things that you just didn't think would be possible so what I'm going to give you is something that I've done um, religiously, I'd say probably for six, six years now, and it's all about what you do when you get out of bed. And the science behind it is what you are trying to do is increase your testosterone levels and lower your cortisol levels. That's what, the you know, if you want to do some research on that, I don't 100% understand it. But if you do that, um, you are less likely to be stressed. You are less likely to not take action. You, you know, you're less likely to do stuff. Um, 
so you are likely to do stuff that you wouldn't normally do. So there's there's many ways you can do this. Um, by you know, there's many books and seminars and all types of things you can do, but they're not all going to work for you. You know, my shoe's not going to fit your foot. Um, but it's it's one thing. It is 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 a constant journey to set that day up and then consistently work on these muscles and the emotional way that you deal with the day. And this might sound a bit woo-woo to some of you thinking, what is he going on about? But genuinely, if you focus your energy on this before focusing on the tactics of, oh, I'm going to go and do this, I'm going to open a shop, I'm going to do that. If you focus on this first and then take the actions afterwards, honestly, I'll put my life savings that things will change. So try some different things, but my morning routine is as follows. Um, five o'clock or 4.59, as my alarm says, um, I roll out of bed at just gone five o'clock. Um, and this isn't a, oh, look at me, five o'clock club. That's not what it's about because I needed to, I've changed over there. All of the stuff I'm about to tell you has changed so significantly. So when I started to what it is now, I don't want you jumping in and going, oh, well, I'll just copy that because you need to do something that suits you, your family, your lifestyle, and then improve it and improve it and improve it. So I'll, I'll tell you what mine is. Five o'clock, out of bed. I get that, I go downstairs, I let the dog out, and I put the kettle on. I then make a cup of coffee and walk into the living room um, to paint the picture normally in my dressing gown with a hood up. And um, obviously the dog's back in at this point. And no lights on, uh, try and keep the lights to a, a, a an absolute minimum. Then, and this is following a course I've recently done on meditation, uh, which has been massively valuable. I always thought it was all a bit woo-woo and sort of hippy-dippy. Um, and, and I've changed on that now. So um, I sit for anywhere between 10 and 20 minutes and do a guided meditation of some type. Normally, yeah, affirmation, um, meditation, Google it, have a look on YouTube, you'll see the type of thing. And it, yes, when you first look at this, this is a bit weird. But as I said, I'm just telling you my story. And if it helps one person, so be it. Um, so maximum 20 minutes meditation. And then I'll knock the light on and I will check any um, emails texts, um, general information that I need and finish my coffee because it's normally lukewarm by this point. Quickly, nothing. Um, you know, I don't really write emails or anything, but I just check in on where we need to pee. Immediately after that, I'll take a coffee up to Sarah and it's normally um, maybe quarter to six by this point by the time I've done some bits and bobs. So then from there, I'm out the door at six o'clock and I'll do a minimum of 30 minutes exercise. And this will raise the, the sort of levels. And I don't know the exact technology behind it, but it gets the blood pumping. It gives me some space. And at this point, I normally listen to favorite music, podcasts, points of interest that might actually um, inspire the day of something. But I can sometimes do that in the gym. I'll do that on a walk, but... Um, there's no set um, agenda. I've done different things from weightlifting to just walking the dog, um, but it's normally for a minimum of 30 minutes. And then now I've introduced um, straight home and then I jump straight in the ice bath. Um, I have just done a six-week challenge with this where it was unconditional every day. Now that's finished. It's normally around four to five times a week, Um it's much more pleasant in the summer, if I'm honest, because the water's around 15 degrees, which it is still cold. So I do put ice in it to cool it down. But now the weather's turned. It's like this morning, it was, I think, five degrees, four degrees in, in the ice bath. And it actually hurts. But again, if you haven't tried it, um, I do recommend it. Uh, for many different reasons, um, do your research of what the reasons uh, behind them are. You know, faster um, recovery, um, a lot of things around discipline. Um, some days is absolutely fantastic, um, but I think it's um, 
but it does really change your state super quick and produces this sort of energy levels up until two, three o'clock that you just don't get from anything. It, the way I can sometimes describe it from the minute you get out of the ice bath is imagine, you know, I have two, three cans of Red Bull and it lasts till about three o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, you know, for any of the uh, listeners that have ever t- um, taken any uh, extracurricular drugs, um, possibly a similar effect to that. Um, not maybe as heightened, but of a similar nature. Um, and this is, you know, we're talking cold water. We're not talking, you know, talking medicated thing. This is this is a big fat bucket of cold water. Um, but yeah, um, and that's pretty much it from there. I mean, obviously, I have created other habits around that that I then um, help or do my absolute best to help with the kids and get them away to school and spend some some small bits of quality time between once I've had the ice bath to when I leave to um, try and impact on the kids um, to make sure I'm not missing out on that. You know, by, by the time I'm out the ice bath, they've just got out of bed. So I'm normally picking shirts up off the floor and doing silly things like that. But, and that's pretty much it. Um, and all I can do and sort of suggest to yourself is try just getting up 20 minutes earlier. Try looking into um, what are you actually doing and what can you improve. But what you're doing initially is priming yourself ready for the day. And the more work you do on this, I can only emphasize it's like doing a fitting course. It's like doing a business course. It's, it's, you are training yourself to optimum performance every day. And I hope I'm trying to explain this the best I can, but this massively, massively changes the way you show up with your children, with your customers, um, out on site. And, and I love the excuse, oh, I'm too busy, I'm too this. But once people actually realize this is this works, <laughs> it works. Um, and you're prepared to put the work in, but you have to be prepared to put the work in for months and years. This isn't, oh, I'm going to try it for a week and if it doesn't work, it was a load of shit. It doesn't work like that. This is a long-term commitment to improving your mental state. There are other little bits um, on an evening that you can do on a Sunday, and journaling is one of them. I'm not a great, I do do it, but Mrs. C does it every evening and I know a lot of clients do do it and it the more you do it, the more it becomes a habit and the more it becomes a necessity. And that's all about asking questions of what went well today, what could have been better, setting three intentions for the day. And there's lots of guided versions of this, of how you feel and what you do. And again, you know, people coming in from a a 12 hour fitting job the last thing they want to do is start re- you know writing down how their day went and how this honestly try it and tell me I'm wrong but and I can't emphasize you know I've even for maybe the first five years I didn't pick up a pen and didn't do anything so this again isn't something you just go balls deep in and, and do it slowly edge your way into it on a quest of making every day better than it was yesterday Yes, we put these, I wouldn't say minor, cheesy posts out on social saying, you know, this this is it. But genuinely, when you start focusing on this shit, things will happen in your business that you never could dream that would happen. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to run through 40 um lessons and a quick explanation of each one i have put these on socials if you want to refer back to them um but they mean a lot to me and i when i sat down to think about this on on my 40th birthday i thought i'm never going to be at right 40 but 40 is obviously the number because that's how old i am but i wrote this down and i'd wrote it down in 10 minutes and anyone that knows me you know i don't i'm terrible at writing stuff down um i get people to dictate things and a more image based, but yeah, I wrote these things down and it was done and it was super quick and out mega impressed to be honest that um, I had 40 because I thought I'd only get five. But so at number one, 
I put, never be ashamed of who you are. And that can restrict you. Um, and I find this if we are meeting new clients, meeting things, people like put this mask on and it just needs to be worked on. You just need to be yourself. Um, and the more you're yourself, the more you can be comfortable in your own space and that will massively radiate to people you are going to do business with and possibly just have a friendship with. And that's all business relationships is, 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 is a friendship. So at number one, never be ashamed of who you are. Number two, um, fear is a skill. Um, the more you work on it, the more it's easy to manage. And we've kind of touched on that at the beginning of the podcast. Um, but that is 100% true. I'm speaking from a place where... When we got married, um, about nine years ago, I had a huge public speaking fear, absolutely petrified. And my best man stood up and um, the sister-in-law stood up and you know gave a speech. And on my own wedding day, I did not stand up. And the room, the, the bananas thing was, there was only 30 people in the room. And it was in, you know, my favourite restaurant and very familiar environment. But I wouldn't even stand up to thank everyone. That's how powerful this fear was. But from there, not maybe a result of that, but I'll never forget that, obviously, because it, uh, it was my wedding day. But um, I then realised by pursuing a career of helping people and communicating with people, I was fine one-to-one. -one, but you put me in a group more than three, you know, I... I, I I fell apart. So what I did was that is just kept chucking myself in the deep end, keep going to networking events, signing myself up to talk, public speaking um, training, uh, multiple public speaking. And I still find it difficult to do now, but I've worked and worked and worked on it and that fear has lifted. Exactly the same with heights. I've had um, mentioned on another podcast that, you know, going up a ladder was a challenge um, still is it, uh, not a ladder, but um, sort of ridge lines and um, climbing walls and things like that. I've just signed up to things that put me in an uncomfortable position and just did them and used breath work to get through them and used different tactics to get over that. And then I've done that with other people and helped them through that. So once you realise you can get over these things, um, it's the same with a, a fear of you know losing everything, a fear of not getting the jobs, a fear of, um, I don't know, not being a success and however you paint that picture. But once you can get over these fears um, and attack them head on, it is a skill that can be improved. And a lot of people sit in this position that they think, oh no, this is just the way I am. And it's not, it's just a load of shit. It's, it, it isn't the way you are. You just haven't trained in that area to improve it. So that's it. So the number two is fear is just a skill. Number three, relationships is the fastest way to achieve a higher level. It's quite a bold statement, but I do tr truly believe it. Um, you build relationships with your customers, with your staff, um, with your friends, your family, and put your focus on um, the right people is the optimum thing. Don't, obviously, if you surround yourself with a um, group of dickheads, surprisingly, you'll probably be one yourself. If you surround yourself with people that want to see you do well, people that want to pay more. So if you surround yourself with customers that have got a level of expectations of wanting a quality job, wanting the best fitting or the best um, product, if you surround yourself with people like that, surprisingly, they also know other people that are exactly the same as that. If you, and again, this, the strategy of stacking it high and selling it cheap is not you know, it's not flawed. You you can do well from that and it does fit some businesses. But if you attract, let's say, the cheaper jobs and you're undercutting people and you're all about price and price, 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 as if by witchcraft, all of your customers will be all price, price, price. So that's why I've got at number three, relationships are the fastest way to achieve at a higher level. You create relationships with the right people you will be able to achieve at that higher level. And that doesn't matter what that means to you. All of this is relatively generic where what I mean by higher level is higher level to you. What's a higher level to me and to John down the street and, you know, and someone else, 
that doesn't matter. It's all about the higher level from where you are now to where you want to get to. And put, I would genuinely put other people's success to one side because that's not what's important. What's important is how you feel um, yourself and in your whole emotional state. And that's what this podcast is about. Number four, maybe I should put this at one so I don't end up with a divorce, but number four, these aren't in priority order, I must add. Um, but number four was, um, sorry guys, this is a little bit soppy, but it's there. Marion working and sharing a life with Sarah is a dream come true. Um, I haven't put this in for any sort of soppiness or pats on the back or anything with Sarah, but as I grew up without a dad, um, my dad died when I was three, um, uh, this, this is coming right back from a childhood. And most things you'll find, if you dig deep enough, that you're doing now are a reflection of what your childhood was. So my childhood was brilliant, um, fantastic home, just me and my mum. But I had this sort of, I um, don't even know what it was, um, need or want for a family unit where like mum, dad, brother, sister, etc. But I, I didn't have a brother or sister. And I didn't have a dad. So I generally think this feeling of um, working with my best friend, married to my best friend, um, is like a dream come true. Because when I was probably six, seven, eight, I had this dream of a family unit. And that's what I've created. And that's what Sarah has given me. So sorry, guys, about the soppiness. But um, it, it's a more deep-rooted childhood um, and that's why it's on there. And that's why I wanted to explain these things because we put them on social media and people, oh, it's attention seeking. It's not. These are real things that we want to get across. And again, if we can trigger something within you and that helps you, well, I'll, I'm over the moon. But yeah, so dream come true um, is working, marrying and sharing my life with Sarah. And if any of you have worked with Sarah, you'll understand how talented she is and, and, and what she brings to the table at Cockrell & Co. So that's at number four. Maybe it should have been at number one, but it's number four. Um, remember, they're not in um, priority order. I just noted them down. Um, number five, pretty easy, this one. Dishonesty will always catch up with you. I don't need to say anything about that. Um, uh, anything that questions integrity um, and dishonesty... Um, it's going to catch up with you and that, that's the end of it. There's nothing really to say. If if you are dishonest, um, it, yeah, it's just not a great great way to live, but I'll leave it at that. Um, number six, continue marketing your business even when you're busy. And yes, I own a, a marketing company and I would say that, but genuinely... All of the clients we've got across both of our companies, the ones that are operating at the higher level, um, are all continually marketing their business, no matter if they're busy. I love that word. You're not busy, you're just not committed. Um, no, they you know, they they have a lot of work on, not busy. Um, or um but there's complete correlation. The guys that really, you know, have got big bottom line net profits and uh are operating businesses that they love, etc., and, you know, have minimal cash issues, let's say, are continually marketing their business in some way or form. It's not a marketing podcast, so I'm not going to go into how they do that, but the general purpose of this is that marketing your business consistently, no matter if you're busy, quiet, or in the middle, is key. So the next one is don't take anything for granted. And... I think it's pretty much self-explanatory that um, we all do it. We all get something, um, house, um, children, um, and it's very easy to take things for granted. And that's why the journaling sometimes helps of asking questions like, what am I actually grateful for? And it will re remind you what you're grateful for, you know, what friendships are you grateful for, what, um, what you're proud of. Because we don't think about these things. We don't think and stop. What what are we grateful for? But if you do do that, um, it gives you the realisation to make sure you're not taking people and things for granted. So that's why it's at number seven. Um, number eight, 
building a great team is really hard work. Um, the only way to grow and expand and create more time is with talented people to grow any business. You need more humans. Yes, there's the power of robots and things like Amazon and things, but we still do need people somewhere down the line. But most flooring businesses need talented people. Um, but understanding that it's going to be really hard to get the right people. It's going to be really hard. And the more you work on that and the more the work, work you put into getting great people, the greater your business is. Your people are your business. So it just doesn't get easier. It's super hard. It can be really rewarding, but it can also be really difficult. So, yeah, building a great team is really fucking hard work. Number eight, not number eight, number nine. We've just done number eight. Number nine, never make assumptions about anything. I love this. Um, I, I think there's a phrase like, um, is assumption the source of all evil? I've learned this so so many times, making assumptions um, about a situation or about people or it's okay for them or everyone's living their own life and understanding that you definitely can never assume uh, anything, um, even if you know the facts. So that's why it's there. Um, never make assumptions about anything. Um, or try not to anyway, because it's very difficult. At number... 10. People buy from people. Don't try to be someone that you're not. That's the best sort of sales rule. Um, if people like you and trust you and um, you, you, you'll you do well in sales, uh, people buy from real people, not people that are winging it or faking it. Um, so it's a number 10. Number 11. Downtime can be more productive, which sounds a bit of a contradiction itself but it's not by taking space away from your business and complete downtime um, I'm a huge advocate of doing zero phone holidays and when I speak to clients about this they face the the they're um it's like a panic they look they literally look like they're going to be panicked about a no phone holiday oh well I'll just I'll just take my laptop yeah I've been there I've done that try it guys um Try some downtime, even if it's a weekend away with the family, with your partner, with your kids or whatever it is. Just try leaving your phone on the kitchen side plugged in. Um, even put a voicemail on saying, I'm not here for a couple of days. Just try it. That's all I'm saying. Um, genuinely, taking downtime can make you go harder, faster, more productive, more positive um, by taking the space out of your business, even when you're super busy. So program them in, put them in your calendar before anything else. Anyone that's done some of our courses shows you how to do that, of putting them in before even you put Mrs. Smith, Mrs. Miss, Mrs. Smith's screed into the diary. Book your da- downtime before you book any jobs unconditionally uh, and try no technology holidays. Amazing. Number 12. Moving more on a morning in brackets, before you go to work, can transform confidence, productivity, and patience. We've covered this um, about exercise. It doesn't matter if you're going to boxing, you're walking the dog, um, but try something more before you roll out of your, your bed and roll into your van or your car and go to work. Move more before you actually leave the house. So whatever you can do with that. Massively important. Uh, number 13... <laughs> Pet hate of mine, but uh, Hotmail, Yahoo, and Gmail email addresses is just lazy. My opinion, you might not agree, but if you've got a website, it should be um, your email address should be tom at cockrellandco.co.uk. It shouldn't be cockrellandco at gmail.com. It's such a simple thing to change and implement, just looks more professional. It's one of my pet hates. Like it or don't, I just think it's fucking lazy if you have an email address with uh, one of the bigger brands as part of that. Um, at number 14, great one this. If you can't buy three, don't buy one. Love this one. So when you're uh, going down the town shopping for that next set of trainers or you're going to think you buy that new mixing tool or you're going to upgrade your, um, your candine stand, um, or whatever it might be, 
if you genuinely can't afford three, don't buy one. You might agree with this, you might not, but I, I live by this and it's always worked for me. So if you can't buy three, don't buy one. Um, number 15, cash flow doesn't include the money owed to HM Revenue. What does that mean? Well, that means we are all collecting tax for Rishi and the boys, um, VAT, PAYE. So as soon as money comes into your account, you should be separating this off into a separate account. It's not yours. It, it really isn't your money. So as money comes in on a weekly, you know, maximum monthly basis, we all know we should be putting this away. Um, I'd be putting it, well, we do. We put it away weekly across all of our clear perspective of what actually is coming in, what's going out. Yes, there's other tactics and strategy of client deposits and things like that, but that isn't the podcast for this. This is about how to manage your emotional and um, state of how you get up and how does like this money-like situation work with that? You know, how how is that going to make you operate at a different level? Well, I know if you wake up and you know you've got your tax put to one side and you know you've got client deposits that need to pay for materials to put to one side, and then you've got a at least three months' worth of um, money put to one side, you will feel differently operating. And at number 16, mismanagement of money and mindset are the two biggest killers of business. Surprise, surprise, that's the title or the objective of this podcast. Uh, even though we haven't uh, deep-dived mismanagement of money, uh, that will be a, a future podcast with Mrs. C, but we have gone into a little bit into mindset, so that's why it's at number 16. Number 17, selling anything to anyone is just asking the right questions. Now, that's what people's misconceptions about sales is, is people think that you've got to sell something to them, and it's not. You've just got to ask the right questions and fully understand what that other person wants to get from the situation. So it's like when you have a steak dinner, people ask you, how would you like it cooked? You know, and what sauce would you like with it? And would you like potatoes or chips? Um, there'll be a lot of confusion, a lot of um, dilemmas where people, you know, if you just got given a plate and they'd right, there you go, there's your meat, just eat it. You know, no, you ask the right questions to deliver the perfect meal. It's no different to selling flooring. You just ask the right questions. So that's why it's at number 17. Uh, number 18, <laughs> I've put, uh, being a petrol head is a long life, it is a lifelong condition. Um, bit of a fun one, that. Um, I think anyone that likes cars and petrol and motorbikes, um, you know, it's not something that wears off and it's not like a hobby. Um, it does stick with you for a lifetime. So that's why it's on my important list. Number 19, you are not born with confidence. It's a learned skill. We did cover this a little bit on confidence um, earlier in the podcast. Um, but if you're not confident in a, cer in a certain um, element, even from fitting to communicating with customers, dealing with financials, everything is just practice, just practice, practice, and being comfortable with being uncomfortable. And at number 20, halfway through, you definitely don't know everything about anything. There's always more that you can learn about a certain subject. We all know this. Um, and there is, yes, there's experts. Yes, there's that. But there is always, always room to learn about business, installation, cash flow, relationships. There is always something else you can learn that you don't currently know. So any of you know-it-alls out there, um, you're wrong. Number 21, do what you said you would or just say no. Now, this is for the guys out there that say, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and never actually get around to doing it. Rather than just creating a fairy tale and saying you're going to do something, just say, no, I'm not going to do it. Um, just be firm. Do Or do what you said you're going to do, and when are you going to do it? Set dates and times of when, when you'll do something, and then stick to your word. Keep your word to yourself and keep your word to your friends, your family, um, your employees, um, your friends, you said friends but anyone to just do what you said you were going to do and that's why it is at number 21 number 22 put your client experience before considering your price 
have this um, conversation daily with customers, um, not just with customers, with clients uh, from Cochrane Co., people concerned about prices and can I charge this, can I do this? I implore you before you start thinking about what price you're going in at, I would start looking at what experience the customer's getting. What value are you bringing to the table? Have you brought enough value to be able to charge X, Y, and Z? If you're charging cheap, maybe there's not enough value. So we've covered this a few times in podcasts, but what value are you bringing to the table to be able to charge the rate that you want? So put your client experience before your price. Number 23. I don't have time is a bollocks excuse. We all have exactly the same amount of time. It just depends on how you choose to use it. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. But I love that excuse. Oh, I just don't have time. Or I'm busy. No. You are just choosing to do something else that you feel is a higher priority than the thing that you are busy with. We've covered a few of these already, which is quite interesting, uh, which wasn't intentional. Um, 24, digging into your childhood could give you the answers that you want now. And like I said about growing up without a dad, um, that is has given me realisations this week, last week, the week before. So really, you know, some of us had great childhoods, some of us had difficult childhoods, but look at the things that are affecting you right now and then... Dig into that. Don't just cover it over. Um, obviously, you know, if there is some significant things to work through, you know, speak to a therapist, th- speak to a coach, um, get the skeletons out the closet to find out why you're acting like you do now. But digging into your childhood can give you the answers that you want now. 25. One of the most valuable things say no more than you say yes. So many people in business, just keep saying, yes, 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 I'll do it, I'll do this. And they say yes to non-profitable jobs. They say yes to things they should say no to. And even some of our clients have admitted, after doing some of our courses and things like that, a massive transformation is, you know, if a customer asks, oh, will you do anything for cash? No, I won't. That's the price. Couldn't you not go 100 quid off? No, I can't. But so many people just use yes just to get Think they're making progress, but actually you can make more progress by saying no at the right time. Number 26. 85% good enough is okay. Now, this works quite well more with team members, staff, and everything, where if you employ staff, you will have definitely got frustrated with a member of staff that hasn't done something as well as you would have done it. And this is just human nature. This is just being normal. This is life. And the more you can accept that other people won't be as good as you, not all the time, some will actually be far better than you, but accepting 85% and above is good. And, you know, if you, not to say that you don't strive for 100%, you know, more, if you can get more than 100%, but that percentage of a job being good enough. And being okay with that, that's the difference with this, is okay. Um, And not beating yourself up when something's 99% there. Yes, I do employ you to make everything as best as you can and really try your hardest with with all things that you do. But I think it is important also to give yourself a little bit of slack and give your team some slack. So 85% is good enough. Number 27, you are what you eat or you drink. Interesting one, this. You'll have heard it before. Um, There's not that many. um, I'm not a nutritionist. I hope I don't upset anyone with this. But there isn't many fat people that don't just sit and eat salad every day. There's normally a reason if you are um, the way you look that you are eating stuff or drinking stuff that you shouldn't. Um, But the interesting thing that um, I found is consumption of alcohol which has its place. I love a drink. I love a pint. But if you are trying to run your business at a higher level and operate at a higher level, you don't see the Formula One team filling um, Lewis Hamilton's car up with diesel. Um, It's not going to work very well. And this is the same as if you're going home on an evening and, you know, compressing your 
stresses and daily anxieties with sort of three cans of Fosters, um, your body will react to this over time and, you know, slowly but surely, but you are putting aesthetically um, diesel in a petrol car. The body wants more nutritious things. I'm not a nutritionist, but nothing wrong. And I think there is some scientific things. If you you have a glass of red wine, you, you might not have a heart attack. But what I'm saying is, if you are a little bit more cautious of what you are eating every day and what you are drinking, your body will be fueled in a certain way. You'll be less lethargic. You'll have more energy. Um, if you are overweight, um, you will move slower um, and feel not as good as if you were slightly less heavy, let's say. Um, that's all I need to say on this. I'm not a PT. I'm not a nutritionist, but you are what you eat or you drink. Number 28, tell people how you feel, even if it's really hard to do so. Great thing this. Um, we helped CP assessments um, and supported those guys for Andy's Man Club um, a week or so ago. And that is all about talking. Um, so anyone that's struggling out there, um, 7 p.m. on a Monday, um, you can go to their website and find your local, let's say, group to have a chat with so speak to people if you've got a problem and you're suffering in any manner with stress anxiety anything like doesn't matter have someone that you can actually talk to and sometimes it's easier to talk to a stranger so that's why it's on there um because i found it useful um colleagues of mine have found it useful but bottling up your on your own is is not not the way to do things so it's on the list, and I think it's super important. Tell people how you feel, even if it's hard to do so. 29, I used to be an absolute killer for this one. Admit when you are wrong, even if you were, and, and if you know it. So lots of people will know they're wrong and they'll still fight their thing. Um, yes, so um, even if you're wrong, sorry, not even if you're wrong. Admit when you are wrong and you know it cover this as well but again we're going to say it again um because i think it's super important number 30 don't expect new new results by doing the same shit that you did yesterday so if you keep doing the same thing and keep getting the same results you'll get you will literally get exactly the same so by doing new things and um learning more and understanding more you will get new and profound results Number 31, learn how to change your state in minutes and it and it takes so many restrictions away. Now, what does that mean? People are sitting there thinking, what do you mean change your state in minutes? Well, an easy way to do that, <laughs> well, there's a couple of different ways. One is an ice bath. Uh, anyone that's done an ice bath, that changes your state. You, you go from sort of non-alertness and tiredness, if you do it in the morning, uh, or even on an evening, if you do on an evening, to suddenly you're uh, rather alert. Um, you know, try a cold shower. Try you know when you change in your state, it can be splashing cold water from the sink. Um, that then you know, that's a sort of toned down version. But if you learn more about changing your state, um, you can change your state with music. You can um, obviously another side of this um, that people do, which I wouldn't say is recommended, is they change their state with drugs, alcohol, um, and that's, that is changing your state. It makes you feel different. But if you learn how to do this in a more positive manner, so, you know, going for a run, you know, if you've ever been for a run, when was the last time you ran 5K and then felt terrible afterwards, as in, like, mindset and, you know, when you finish a run, you, you feel accomplished, you feel warm inside. Yes, you feel tired and breathless, um, but... You know, you, you feel good. You know, it's very difficult to do exercise and feel absolutely shit afterwards. So learn how to change your state in minutes is at number 31. Number 32, again, one of my personal opinions, but um, from personal experience, um, and I hope anyone that has done this will understand why. Uh, 32, everyone should get in the boxing ring at least once in their life. Um, I used to have a limiting belief of uh, I c- couldn't find my way out of a paper bag or, or similar, and I avoided 
conflict in nightclubs, um, any type of conflict, due to a possibly confidence stroke, yeah, well, just a limiting belief that, you know, I, I thought I couldn't fight in any capacity. And then um, a course I did um, that we had to go um, four rounds with different people and we got we kind of got chucked in the deep end um one of the biggest and best things i've ever done um i've not been in the ring since so i have i've done lots of training um a little bit of sparring but no no competitive um but i genuinely genuinely think um even children at a certain age and anyone should at least do it once it gives you an experience of um ultimate um What's the word? Ultimate concentration. Um, and just really, it's yes, it's a scary experience, but I genuinely think it will humble anyone and also show you what you're really capable of in that real fight or flight mode. So, yeah, if you've not been in a boxing ring, um, I would advise you do it at least once. Um, and if you like it, do it more. But, you know, um, maybe don't take a profession in it because... Um, you know, it can be dangerous, but obviously do it with trained professionals and uh, it can be quite fun. 33, you are capable of a huge amount more than you could ever dream of. That's kind of what the reason for this podcast is, that everyone has got, even you think at your peak performance, I genuinely think everyone has 30 to 50% more than they genuinely believe. Uh, so wherever you are now, I genuinely think you can perform at such a high level with practice, so that's why it is at 33. Number 34, doing stuff you hate is stupid and pointless. It's quite obvious. Um, but yeah, if you're doing work that you absolutely hate and you are consistently doing stuff, it's just bad for the mindset, it's dad, bad for the soul. Um, do stuff you love. Um, it's so much easier to wake up and do stuff you love. And it... Oh, it's not just as easy for this. Well, it is. It's all of these things are a decision. And one thing that's probably not on here is that things take time and I'm the most impatient person in the world. Um, but doing stuff that is pointless and stupid consistently is stupid and pointless. Might sound obvious, but it's at number 34. Number 35... Don't expect to be able to look after others unless you can look after yourself. So if you are not looking after your performance, your mindset, um, your well-being, and then expecting your staff to turn up, expecting your loved ones to turn up at their best and highest level, you, you need to look after yourself first, not in a selfish way, but focus on yourself first and then people around you will follow. But don't expect others to do it if you are not doing it yourself. Lead by example. 36. Everyone should either be prepared to use a coach or a therapist. Massive advocate of coaches. Um, it's been quite a hot topic on the podcast about ADHD and things. Um, I have done um, cognitive therapy um, for ADHD, which was very valuable. Um, it was only... I think six sessions, but that gave me lots of answers about ADHD and how to perform at a better level and what I'm good at and what I'm bad at. Um, performance coaches, we have David here at Cockrell & Co. Um, he's world-class of getting the absolute height of performance in any manner out of business owners. So that's why he is part of our senior leadership team here. Um, Dave's been my coach. He's been Sarah's coach. Um and they'd really drag out the best out of you. So if you are not coachable, it's something that I, you know, even if you try and you hate it, um, you know, I'm pretty confident you won't, but it's finding the right coach for you. There's lots of them out there. Um, but I generally think um, by seeking professional help for active performance to get more out of you, you know, it's like, you know, like the footballers at Man United, they all have a coach, you know. They, they all have a football coach and they'll have a probably a tackling coach and a shooting coach and a, you know, um, strength and conditioning coach. 
Um, same with the boxes, everything like that. Everyone has a coach. So it depends on, you know, what profession and what you want to do. You know, you can have a financial coach if you wish. But, you know, look at where you're weak and, and get help. Um, you know, ask for help. Get in some manner anyway. So that's why it's at number 36. 37, consistency is a skill set. You've got to practice it. I love consistency. Um, doesn't come overnight. Practice in practice, being consistent. Um, that's uh, in the nature of the beast. 38, lack of progress is only lack of knowledge. Learn what you need to learn and you will progress. I like that. You know, the same with your installations and stuff. We've covered some of these at the beginning, but lack of progress is only the lack of knowledge. Number 39, we're nearly done and hopefully you haven't fell asleep by this point. Don't ask someone to do something that you're not prepared to do yourself. Simple as that. Big, big thing for this, uh, for me. Um, yeah, don't ask someone to do something you're not prepared to do yourself. And number 40, probably we have covered this um, a little bit earlier, but um, same as with a coach or therapist, never, ever be prepared to ask for help. If you ask for help, you are likely to receive it. If you don't ask for help, you're not likely to receive it. But most of the time, if you ask for help, people will help you. Now, we're getting to the end of the podcast. I do hope um, this has added some value to your day. If you thought it was a load of cod's wallop, I do apologise. Um, but that is my 40th biggest take-homes, things I live by, I breathe, that have massively helped me progress um, in all areas of life and I've I've come from different you know this if you'd asked me this 10 years ago it would have been a different story um, you would have probably got three if you were at best um, but it's just took practice and I'm by no means perfect by no means killing it but I am trying my hardest to the, be the best I can at, at all things um, and that's all I can do is do my best so if it was valuable and you you know you like and you want to know more about that, we currently run masterminds here at the training center in Darlington every Thursday. What what's a mastermind? Uh, a mastermind is where you come for four hours and bring anything you want with you. So if that's an expansion plan and um, a marketing idea, um, cash flow issue, um, staff issue, um, anything at all connected to your business in any manner, you come here for four hours um, on a Thursday. We have limited spaces left this year, but they are completely free. And the caveat is we do ask you to pay £100 uh, when you book it, and as long as you turn up, we re we literally refund it immediately via Stripe. Um, it is simply just because we dedicate our time to these, and if you know your, your goldfish dies on the on the morning um, that we've kind of lost a, f a full half day because uh, they're normally 10 till 2 around that sort of time scale um, if if we lose that time it can be quite valuable um, by no fault of our own So, but if you do turn up they're completely free and we do our best to get some structure and help of how you want to do it we're going to consistently do this um, gives you a bit of an insight of what our training centre is like who, who our team are uh, if there's a specialist subject you want to talk about obviously we do involve different members of the team um, we've got one tomorrow, which is just completely dedicated on making a marketing plan. Um, so quite excited about that. Uh, so we obviously bring our marketing team in ourselves um, in, in, into that. And um, But it can be anything we've had, as I suggested, cash flow, um, staffing issues, growth plans, wacky ideas, um, future planning, um, or even just feeling lost. You're like, what am I doing this for? That That's normal. So yeah, if you ever fancy um, popping along to the Cochrane and Core Training Centre, um, you just need to get in, get in touch via the website. So, hope this was valuable. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Do not forget to hit the subscribe button. Have a fantastic week. If you'd like to find out more information about what we do, you can visit our website at cockerellandco.co.uk. That's cockerellandco.co.uk. We also have an Instagram account 
which is Cockrell and Co. And also, we are on Facebook. Once again, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, and we look forward to seeing you here again soon.